and welcome to Bygones, the Annie McBeal Rewatch podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker. And I'm Eleanor Parker. And we rewatch every episode of Annie McBeal through 2021 eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? Is that where we, we are now? Are we here in the new year? I'm like, blink, rubs my eyes. Is it a new year? <laughs> what fresh hell is this? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we're here today to talk about the entirety of season three and do our traditional season wrap-up episode um, yes. and we did watch all of season t- three through 2020 eyeballs so maybe that so still stands maybe but... we need to take these 2021 eyeballs out before they get too too settled <laughs> too comfy yes and pop those 2020 ones back in and uh, yes. have a look <laughs> yes um yeah so season three mm. the third season the difficult third season, is that what they say? <laughs> or is it the second season that's normally difficult? Well, this was difficult, whether or not it's, <laughs> it's uh, usual or not is, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so how do we, let's kick things off by just having a general chit chat about how we feel about season three as a, a body of work. <laughs> well, so I feel like season three started pretty strong like we mm-hmm. had car wash was number the episode one which i yes. think was a really fun episode um yes. and a strong start um and then i feel like it was doing well until around i think episode 10 is where it starts to wobble for me when that was um just friends where we right. have this complete rehash rehash of a storyline we've already done before where Ali is exploring John as the one that really didn't sound good when you were like Ali is exploring John I was like no (laughs) I don't want that image in my mind she's exploring (laughs) the possibility that John might actually be like the one for her again it's like we've already done this guys and I just remember being really angry <laughs> that <laughs> I was I was just like, I'm not going to have the same fucking conversation we had last year about this same situation. Like, we've already done this. We've done this dance. Like, can we yeah. move on, please? Like, it, I just remember being We really witnessed this annoyed. with our 2019 eyes. <laughs> we didn't even witness it with our 2020 eyes as well. I just remember being really annoyed. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, why are you... And it wasn't even, like... It was the fact that it was done as if this was new territory. Like, we'd never yeah. seen this before. This had never crossed. Ali's mind before and it's yeah they like, didn't but reference what happened last year did they exactly and it just yeah. it really annoyed me and then we had and then there was just what I feel was like the nadia of um season three was this run of episodes from episode 12 to episode 15 so that right. was that was In Search of Pygmies, Pursuit yes. of Loneliness, The yes. Oddball Parade, yeah. Prime Suspect. And yeah. it was just this run of episode after episode after episode that just, I was just like, this is not good. Like, this, this 
It's like, not, I'm not enjoying this at all. Like, these are really weak episodes for me. Yes. And I agree. And then we hit Boy Next Door, which is, I think is episode 16. Yes, that was right after Prime Suspect. Yeah. And we obviously get the big kind of plot twist where Billy suddenly drops dead. Do he, <laughs> he does what we've been asking him to do for a good two and a half seasons. Three years, yeah. Drop dead. <laughs> and we can't complain because he did it. Like, well done. Thank you to Billy. <laughs> um, and, and then after that, I feel like the show does pick up like I think pick it, up again. <laughs> it does pick up again like it's yeah. like oh god that's what was wrong now we've cut yeah. off his dead weight and we're free to run again like yeah. it was it was yeah and it and it ended on a you know I wouldn't say it ended as strongly as it started but it certainly ended better than that kind of yeah I would agree. It was a really bumpy, uneven season. And it annoys me as well because I was really looking forward to this season going in because I knew we had this big thing happen like midway through where Billy was going to die. And I remember being really like gripped by that the first time round, And so I was like really looking forward to it. But And also I was like, that's going to be really interesting to see like the aftermath of that as well. Like what happens once Billy dies? Like how does the dust settle? Um, And I also thought they had come off of season two. At the end of season two, I remember, even though the final episode of season two was a little bit like like (laughs) depressing, um, I did feel like season two had established a really good cast dynamic. Yes. And that just didn't carry through no. in, in in this one as much. Um it there was a lot of problematic episodes, if you said, like and, and it and there was there were ones before episode twelve, like the, the fat Santa one that happened yes. before Chris just before Christmas was not a great episode either. Um and as you say, there was this all this rehashing of old ground that I think in the mid part of the season we were both getting a bit annoyed because it's like I know and the thing that made it even more annoying for me was there were moments of good stuff in there Mm. like you know the Tina Turner competition was in the middle of a terrible episode where they were focusing on all those oddballs quote unquote yeah Um, and it's like I just I want to love the stuff that you're doing but I can't because the other stuff you're doing is so bad like yeah it's really irritating you like especially in regards to like the Tina Turner competition it's like you've somehow made a Tina Turner competition really depressing like how have you done this (laughs) I don't understand but also even Prime Suspect which was um ridiculous I did enjoy the spy stuff like it was mad but it was hilarious at the (laughs) same time but it was just like there was again a lot of problematic stuff in that episode as well so it just was like every time they did something good they had to do like two things bad to like take away and it was like ah no yeah Um, exactly I do think I do agree with you that once they got their big moment of this season out of the way with Billy mm. dying which I think that was a great episode and yes. um yes there's things you can critique about it which Liam did when he came and guested um on that episode but I think for the most part 
any criticism you can throw at that episode, which some of it is due. I think the cast performances sell it so well that I forgive it all of that. Yeah. And that's that's a lot coming. I hated Billy. I hated him yeah. so much as a we character. <laughs> but that episode was done so well to make you feel like sad about the fact that he died. Yeah. The, the, I think I think like we said at the time, it was more kind of the snatching away of a potential like redemption arc for Billy. Like yeah. that's part of, you know, what's so sad when someone who's young dies is just that yes that end on potential is gone um yes and like you I think I liked how this season picked up towards the end like the episodes from Billy dying onwards were much stronger um, than what had come before um and even though the musicals episode the finale was uh didn't quite hit the mark all the way through as musical no. episodes go i do like that they tried something different um that it was you know a good way to showcase the kind of fun music side to the show i liked that they tried something and mm. um you know even though it didn't um necessarily pay off uh, 100% I think it was it was it was a good effort um and yeah. I but I just could have done without I think I think a different storyline in that episode would have made all the difference like all the parent drama was the bit that annoyed me more than the music yes. stuff yeah um, it felt very odd yes and out, out of, of nowhere, nowhere. like yeah. um so yeah definitely um but yeah like you say like um and also the thing with the musical episode is I think again it did this weird thing where like throughout most of the episode it's like it's you know relatively upbeat in in a lot of ways because it is the musical episode and then Mm. it ends on this really down note and it just felt like a really odd choice for the whole season to just end on this really like down note it just felt a bit contrived have all the finales ended on a downer? Because I, I remember, I really season remember season two, two finale um, being like that. Yeah. But did season one as well? What happened at the end of season one? I'm trying to remember. The end of season one was where uh, we had John's cousin assaulting, like oh, whacking yeah. people who were happy. Ali but represents. then Bobby, Bobby Donnell comes back yes. to help with the case about the guys who want to switch their hearts. Hearts. Yeah. So like that's Toby Ziegler from the West Wing, isn't it? And then his boss. Georgia and Billy decide to be more spontaneous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they have they sex like, in the office, in the, don't um, they? Yes. Yes. Is it does it Does it end with her like being in the office or something? I feel like it does. I feel like she almost walks in on them. She definitely walks in on them and then walks straight out and is like, oh, awkward. And then, then does the she just takes like her to her, her, her desk. Yeah. yeah. And does she like call home or something? Yes, she does because doesn't she call home and then she gets, she hears, this is all from memory now, but I'm like, doesn't she hear a voiceover of someone saying like, if you can look back at your year... Yeah, and it's John. Smile or if something. you can look back, and if 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 you look back on your year and you don't 
cry tears of joy or sadness than consider that year wasted and then she's and then just you sat get a montage desk, like, of all happy the crying she has the montage of everything that's happened that year yeah that was a bit sad like sad slash happy like it's like melancholy i suppose it's like bittersweet yeah. I feel like that one is like, bit, but I'd say that is more on the hopeful side of things. Yeah, it than, feels yeah. it feels more of a, a yeah hopeful and like note to end on rather than a downer. Whereas I feel like season two, she kind of has like a little smile on her face, like that also. Do you remember she's kind of going round on that merry-go-round and she's looking sad, but then there's this moment right at the end where she kind of has a sort of slight wistful smile starts to play on her lips yeah, as but well. I remember being really unmoved by that finale, just being yeah. like, Well, what is this? Like this is a real anti-climax. Why am yeah. I why and would I be excited to watch the next season? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and but then they've gone and done a very similar thing again yeah. on season three of just being yeah. like, um, except it's not even hopeful, it's just like a real bummer <laughs> just her dad singing about what a musical unicorn what a musical unicorn she is what a special unicorn she is I magical know. unicorn she is and, and she's just like oh my daddy loves me so much and I'm so special and, ah. and she's crying again why do all the finales end with her crying I don't I understand know. it feels a little bit like I know, like, why do you like making your heroine cry at the end of every finale? Like, it's really weird. David E. Kenny, we need <laughs> answers. Yeah. This doesn't make like, sense. It oh, doesn't. So sh- shall we deep dive then? Because that's what we do on our wrap-ups, is we take each of the main characters that had star billing for that season and talk about their story arcs for the season, because I feel like we're getting into alleys a, a little bit. So, um, okay. I guess, um, yeah, so there were 10 cast members that got star billing this episode. So the first one is obviously Ali, Callista Flockhart. Do you think there's one person sitting out there right now who doesn't think I'm some cheap slut? Obviously, as you've mentioned, she started this season real loosey-goosey. Like, the end of season two, she seemed she was about to go into this real depression. But the beginning of season three, she was fucking the pain away with a car wash guy. And I love to see it. Like, at least she's doing something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think th- this season, I think you can, like, boil it down for Ali as car sex, computer sex, grief and espionage. Like, <laughs> that's her <laughs> year. <laughs> grief and espionage. Totally. <laughs> she, but, like, do you think she's learnt anything <laughs> this season? Uh... Like, has she grown in any way? Um, I think, I think because by the end, she seems to be in, you know, like, a promising start to a relationship with Brian. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of like, uh, I mean, the thing is, and it's like, before Brian, she's managed to find, like, flaws with, like, literally every man she meets like instantaneously that just rules them out for her and she just writes them off immediately based on this very often like 
not that big a deal flaw <laughs> she she sees. Um, yeah. And so maybe you could say it's encouraging that she's because Brian, Brian is is like you know fine like he doesn't <laughs> he's inoffensive Brian. for the most part like um I just think like maybe the fact that she's thinking that this could potentially be like a long term thing is mm. like you know a sign that maybe she's becoming less quick to rule men out based on do you think flaws. any of this is um like how do you think billy's death which was a massive event that she went through this year um do you think she's changed in any way since billy died like has it made her more um seize the day or i'd like to think, think maybe she's yeah, I think maybe it's possibly made her a little bit more grateful for her life. <laughs> like, yeah. That her life is not that bad. Um, but it's one of those things with Ali where you're just kind of like, but how long term, like, can we say this has changed her long term? Yeah. Mm, probably not, because she's just wired that way to just be mm-hmm. pessimistic. She just is. Uh, yeah. So, I, I I can't see anything really changing her long term. Um, I think one of the things that's interesting about Ali's story arc this season is that we got we spent a lot more time than we ever have before on her family dynamics because yeah. we actually like met her mum and dad properly. Um, we've only ever seen her on the phone to them before, which yeah. started with the lest we forget the Georgia George bombshell at Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, was... Which like opened a whole Pandora's box of issues between Ali's mum and her her dad. Um, and then we heard like nothing more of it until that weird little reprise in the final ep for some reason. Yeah, um, we, yeah. Which... It's just weird because we got a whole bunch of stuff that was actually quite interesting because there's some fucked up stuff going on in that family. But we just had like this big storyline at Thanksgiving, then nothing. And then it just all came out for the finale. And it's like, yeah. could you not have sustained this as like an ongoing thing? Because thing? it's yeah. quite an interesting thing to dig into because we haven't seen anything about Ali's family before. And No, other than her dead sister, which they never mentioned. <laughs> I think, do we officially call the fact at this point that the dead sister is an absolute crock of shit? You think she was lying to a terminally ill child? Yes, because it would have come up. I'm sure it would have come up. You would have thought. It's weird that it has not come up. Yeah, it is weird. Though didn't we think that potentially that's why her father became so intense with her because he lost but a that's daughter. why it's weird that they wouldn't talk about that, that being as the being reason. the cause because it's such an obvious fucking thing to talk about. If yes, that is what happened. Yeah, I think the fact that they didn't mention it whenever they were talking about the fact that he's weird about Ali, like they were in a therapy session with yeah. Tracy. Like yeah. that's the time to be like, why are you like this, George? You know, ever since Jimmy died. <laughs> 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 well it Your wouldn't be Jimmy it was a... Jimmy 
<laughs> Ever since Jenny died, like you've, you've been weird. Like Jimmy for a girl. <laughs> okay. Ever since Ali Jimmy, Jimmy. The girl died, um, you've never, you haven't, you know, you've been weird. Like why you'd you'd mention that you would? Yeah. Because it's the whole root of everything. Yeah. The fact yeah. they didn't leads me to believe that it's not something that happened, and Ali was making shit up to a kid that was dying. <laughs> like to officially call bullshit on that now i think we've learned enough to say <laughs> that it didn't happen it's, it's all rubbish it, it was it was made up to and the only thing that would change my mind is if they mention it in season four or five yeah it somehow comes br- br- gets brought up again brought up again in yeah. which case i'd be like well what the fuck were you thinking in season three did you forget for a year <laughs> got amnesia like well that would explain episode 10 wouldn't it (laughs) (laughs) oh man okay yeah yeah i think for now yeah caveat unless they bring it up at a later date in season four or five i think we can you know mystery solved case closed (laughs) there ain't no dead sister (laughs) bullshit fake news um, but but I think what we did learn about the fact that Ali and her dad have such a bizarre dynamic going on and her mum as well as a result of that, that that explains a lot about Ali's... Who she is. ...behaviour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And how does. she views relationships. And I just think she has a whole heap of stuff to be going into there. A lot of daddy issues that she doesn't talk about in therapy but she probably should yeah well I yeah absolutely and like uh, just the weird just romanticization of her father being called like a hero by her mother for being a dad (laughs) then but at the same time Ali being terribly judgmental of both her parents for things that they've done I think it's an interesting thread of a story there yes which is why I'm frustrated that they haven't really done a lot with it apart from these two when they've got nothing else to put in the in the in the episode so they're like oh let's bring up Ali's family again and because I think it's relatable to a lot of people in so far as you know there comes a point where you are in the process of becoming a fully formed adult in your 20s that you realize that your parents are not like they're 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 fallible right like they're not perfect they yeah they're human they fuck up they're just as messed up and don't know what the fuck they're doing as the rest of anyone else (laughs) and that is an important lesson to learn at some point because then on the one hand you know it's like oh, okay, so me not knowing what the fuck I'm doing is normal. We all are like that for the entirety of our lives. Like that is reassuring in a lot of ways. But also I think it's, 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 sort of it changes once you realize that it does change your relationship with your parents as you get older and you, you can become much more like peers than a child well, and I think adult. You can, Do you know what I mean? You can, I, I think 
I think you can go through stages with this. I think you can, be, depending on the kind of relationship you had with your parents before you realise they're human beings, <laughs> is yes. that you, like, if you blamed your parents for everything like everything that was wrong with your life you blamed your parents for when you realize they're human you can be like I I think that can inspire forgiveness and it's quite a freeing thought in a way like isn't it they were just doing their best yeah yeah like there's you know there's I think you can I, I think it can yeah provide an opportunity to sort of uh forgive the flaws forgive the mistakes um depending on how big those flaws and mistakes obviously, are obviously yes. but uh, but if say you had like a really idealized like relationship with your parents like or like in the case of Ali she really idolized her father really thought yeah. he was like the perfect person um Mm -hmm. and was clearly looking for a man just like daddy you know I I think when you realize that they are human like I think that can elicit a lot of anger in you in you as as well like it's so I think it completely having that realization that everyone must have at some point in their life that their parents are human beings I think depending on the relationship you had with them before that realisation, depending on how you saw them before that realisation, can really um, dictate how you react to that revelation. Yeah, but I think whatever that reaction is going to be is an interesting story to tell and they're not telling it, they're just dropping in this season they've just thrown in parent drama when they're like we don't have anything else to write about we might as well just <laughs> drop that in and then forget about it and then be like oh what about that it's like ah like either tell yeah. that story or don't tell that story like, yeah like not no, this like ad hoc d- disjointed story that, yeah yeah no i know what you mean i know what you mean and yeah. then to end it with <laughs> dad just singing this very magical unicorn song and have her crying was just a bit like oh I don't like this no you've regressed (laughs) this is just enabling each other I know I know it is like they're enabling each other to be like the regressed versions of themselves at all times um talking of Ali's uh, I guess how uh, this her relationship with her father does inform how she views every love interest in her life. But talking about her love interest this season, is there one that is your fave? Ling. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. That's mine Ling as well. by Miles. Yeah. She's my favourite. Well, let's do, a, let's do a quick whistle-stop tour and you can tell me if I've forgotten any, any of them. So we okay. had the car wash guy, Joel. Yeah. Um, which she had that strange fling with um ling which happened yeah. really early on in the yeah. season um and then i don't think there was anyone until the homeless guy that she didn't know was homeless and she got a bit <laughs> obsessed with um and then we had that weird episode where she suddenly was like is john the one which i think yeah like, no please. just stop this <laughs> <laughs> then we had the guy that she ran into that had a laugh like a elephant giving birth <laughs> yeah 
And then we had the guy that worked at the coffee shop, but actually secretly owned the coffee shop and was also was a, a judge. judge. Um, yeah. Then we had, um, well, I think she probably reflected on her love for Billy a little bit. I think he still potentially counts as a love interest, even though they weren't well, in she, the frame for each other. He will forever be in her head, like her first love, love of her life, yeah. kind of depending the on... The one that got away she, by dying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we had Thunder Thighs. Less Thunder Thighs? As in her internet <laughs> yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. Who was a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously she ended it with uh, the season with uh, Brian. The Brian. Brian relationship kind of burgeoning. Um, yes. So yeah, I think looking at that, you know parade um i definitely <laughs> think parade if <laughs> i definitely think ling for me is the one that i'm like that had potential that had real potential okay they cannot dance sexy with each other for shit but <laughs> the emotional connection there the sexual frisson between them was brilliant I liked it. I was for it. Very annoyed that internalised homophobia put the scupper on that. Gay panic. Yeah, exactly. 90s gay panic. Um, shut that down pretty quickly. So that's so very annoying. disappointing. It was really... And that will forever be, I think, one of my major frustrations with this show. That, that, that relationship never went anywhere. Well, that's the real lost love of her life. That's like <laughs> the real one that got away. I know, I know. But how do you feel, given that she's ended the season with things like looking good with Brian, how do you feel about Brian as a a partner for her? <sighs> I'm very, you know... <laughs> 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 He's like a Hugh Grant type person. Uh, you know, cool. You do you, I babe. don't think <laughs> she doesn't have the same chemistry with him, like on-screen chemistry, as she did with, say, Greg. Because they were well, like think... smoking. Yes. Brian think... is not smoking and i don't mean looks wise either i mean like chemistry wise yeah i i don't but because he's just not that kind of man like he's he's just not that kind of guy he's a floppy haired hugh grant type like he's a damp squib that yeah (laughs) yeah but hugh grant Um, hugh grant can have like i've seen like in four weddings hugh grant and andy mcdowell definitely have chemistry I'm going to have to rewatch that because all I can remember of Hugh Grant in Four Weddings is him being like, oh, oopsie daisy, like <laughs> <laughs> dropping things and being awkward and like um, clumsily, like polite and just. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. I've never found Hugh Grant sexy until he was playing like bad boys in like Bridget Jones's diary Bridget Jones Daniel um, Daniel like Cleaver yeah that, yeah I think in that role he is sexy but what about the role he plays that? in Paddington <laughs> <laughs> I think Hugh Grant like I, I think Hugh Grant was incredibly meh before he got older and and you know lost that kind of 
boyish, boyish youth popish charm. Kind of yeah. Part. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. then, I think he was proper, and it wasn't his fault. Like, I think it it's just, you know, you get pigeonholed into these sort of, you know, you get, like, typecast in these these very specific roles and, you know, people just want you to stay in your box. And if that's the only work that's coming to you, then, you know, that's the work you're going to take. Yeah. But I think since he's gotten older and, you know, he's no longer going to be cast in a sort of leading man rom-com, like, in the same way that he was before when he was younger, I think he's done his, like, most interesting work, like... And he's at his most like sexy now to me when than when he was when he was young, but I yes. just I so for me Brian just falls into he's just the poor man's Hugh Grant and it's just like <laughs> 90s Hugh Grant and it's just like that doesn't really do anything for me. So whereas yeah. like Greg was like oh, undoubtedly Greg. sexy and, so and was just like. So it was just like, Plus, yeah, I can Greg totally get this. Like, yeah, we got yeah, a little bit exactly. of Brian singing in the musicals episode, but it was no Greg. <laughs> no Greg. No Greg whatsoever. <laughs> no Greg whatsoever. Um, the only other note I have to talk about in terms of Ali was um, maybe discussing like how her career is going. But all I have to say is that has she done any work this season? I don't think Other appointments, <laughs> personal appointments. <laughs> having long lunches, like having therapy. Going back to an apartment to drink wine with a boyfriend and then coming back, I'm going to get Botox <laughs> or collagen or whatever it was in her lips. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, no, this this woman does not work for a living. I don't I don't know what, what she does, how she gets paid. Like, you'd think Richard would cut her off by this point. Well, what I did love was they actually referenced that explicitly in this season where Richard was like, well, let's not just pretend that Ali does any work. She doesn't. <laughs> so I'm like, so you know about it, Richard. So, so you know why this. are you still paying her? But yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's very funny. Um it makes you wonder how like Elaine like fills her time if Ali's not doing any work. What what does Elaine do? Well Elaine's <laughs> doing all the stuff that keeps the show on the road as far as Ali's <laughs> cases are concerned. Like she's filing the motion. She's like, you know, dealing with the client calls. Like <laughs> yeah. she's the one like putting on the facade of Ali being a competent lawyer. <laughs> yeah she's doing the tap dance like to be yeah. like this is all how it's supposed to be while Ali takes a nap like <laughs> give oh Elaine God. a raise absolutely so next on the title sequence is Georgia I hate the new man so I think for me Georgia criminally I have, underused yes that's the first thing but also I have to give her all the props this season for realizing that her marriage finally realizing that her marriage is an absolute joke and although she could have realized it sooner we wish she had she did end up leaving Billy and for that I can only (laughs) applaud like standing ovation a boss move well done 
if your marriage is like that, you must leave. Um, so I'm yes. really pleased that that she did do that, and we saw it, and we got that cathartic moment of her actually leaving Billy. It was great. Um, what I would say is that as soon as Billy died, like we basically haven't seen her, and it makes me yes. really sad because it feels to yes. me like David E. Kelly was like, "Well, she's she's now a a happily single woman, like." am I supposed to do what with do that? What do I do with that? That's, there's no story in that. And I'm like, yes, there is. You fucking yeah. idiot. And he's so just decided to like write her out. And... Yeah, I, I feel like the show has like emotionally and in a lot of ways physically abandoned <laughs> Georgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because now when we see her, it's very bit parts and like, it's very, there's, nothing deep going on with Georgia when we see her now so so I don't know how much of this is the show and how much of this is Courtney Thorne Smith but um this season it was reported that Gil Bellows and Courtney Thorne Smith were leaving the show um now we've seen Billy's last uh episode I think he does come in for a couple of cameos um but basically uh Georgia after this we bet we I think there's two episodes where she comes back she was she season three was her official last season um as a main character but we've not had a exit storyline we've not had a a goodbye it's just okay she's happy and she's single now there's no more story to tell (laughs) nothing interesting Uh, happens to happy single women (laughs) yeah Oh, oh but just like she's you know, now she's like, uh, uh, but, but I mean, yeah, it's difficult. Like, I just, I don't know. Because obviously when Billy dies, she's, you know, portrayed as being sad as she yeah. would be. Uh, you but know. not sad, yeah. not sad that she wishes he was still here because she still wants to be with him. Just sad because someone she loved died that's the normal amount of sad to be and i'm glad they didn't show it as her pining after him because that would have made me annoyed um yes that's true that was the right amount of sad but it 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 just feels like they're like well if she's not going to be wanting to be with billy and be sad about that and she's not like sad about being single and having broken up with him like can't really do anything with her so i know so bye Courtney if you don't want to renew your contract do you know what I mean I just feel like they gave up on Georgia and I don't know how much of that was Courtney saying she wanted to leave in season three anyway her contract was up and she didn't want to renew it but either way I feel like if you know that someone a main character that has been a fan you know a hit with the fans is leaving in a season like you owe it to that character to give it a decent exit storyline rather than well, just watching fade whether, into obscurity do you know what I mean but I wonder whether she was actually a hit with the fans because she's a hit with us but I remember yeah. um she's at the top of our charts all day <laughs> yeah but I remember when I was originally watching the show and feeling like oh it's the like Georgia's like a mean person like because that is often how I feel like the show tried to paint her. Hmm. Like, I feel like the show often tried to make out like Billy 
was like the reasonable one and she was the unreasonable one. I don't know. I don't know how anyone that's could just watch this memory. show and come away with that impression. Like that's insane. But I think but I think like that's that's my memory of my impression like when I was, you know, 13 and watching this or however old I was at the time. Um I just, yeah, I wonder whether was she that big a hit with the the fans anyway? Well, fans I don't know. The heads checking if they don't like Georgia. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so but that's I, pretty much I, the I, end I of Georgia. That, you know, she's been a big. She has been a big part of this show for three seasons. Like I think she is due some kind of acknowledgement that she is leaving the show um, within within the show. <laughs> like, um, but they don't. Yeah, like, that's it. That's pretty much don't. it. We don't see anything else of Georgia. There's a couple no. of cameos she makes in a couple of other episodes, but that's that's it for yeah. Georgia, which well, I that's think why is I really, poor. I really liked the episode um, Over the Rainbow. Because yeah, that one is where them. she sues them for destroying yeah. her marriage. I thought that was like such an amazing Georgia episode and also was um, great for her, like calling them out at Cajun Fish of being like, yeah. you know, you say all of this, that you adore me and you love me and that we're such great friends and we're family. And yet you've never picked up the phone cool. to say, hi, how are you? How are you doing? Like, so you're full of shit. Um, but then they had the end of that episode be like, oh, come to dinner with us, Georgia. It's all fine. It doesn't matter that we don't call yeah. you. And then what happened since then? Nobody's called her. Like, she's Nobody's not in anything. Her. Yeah, like, yeah. you don't need to... Oh, it was it was very much kind of like, oh, you don't need to sue us to get our attention, Georgia. Like, you could just say you want to come to dinner with us if you want to come to dinner. It was so... That's what, uh, that's what, for me, um, like, undercut that, that episode completely, yeah. was that ending just did not work for me um, no. at all, because it just, it, it, yeah, the, the ending just really undercut the entirety of that episode, and all yeah. the good stuff it was saying. Um, totally. So, yeah. again, justice for Georgia. <laughs> Yeah. not good enough <laughs> yeah. um, so moving on um, Richard I'm ready so yeah Richard <laughs> I don't know what to say about him he... Richard is just set in aspect like he's not I don't think anything could happen to Richard uh, like uh, uh, he's like a cartoon character like anything can happen <laughs> to him within an episode and it will seem to affect him at the time but by the next episode we've just pressed reset and he's exactly the same as he was like yes. I don't feel like Richard ever really develops um yeah certainly not in this season well, I, I agree, because if you look back at what's happened to this him this season, right, he broke up with Ling in the Thanksgiving episode. Um, so that was quite, I guess, suppose it should have been, I guess, a big event from his personal life. Um, but also he's had quite a traumatic year on paper for Cajun Fish. Like Georgia sued yes. them for breaking up their marriage. And then Nell, at the end of the uh, season, just yeah. coming and 
stealing all their clients. Like, that's a tough thing for a business to go through that you own. But yet again, like, he's not learned anything from any of these events. He seemed very kind of hard hit by Billy's death as well. Yes, Um, yes, yeah. But But yeah, he's not ultimately, every time something supposedly big happens, he might react to it at the time, but by the next episode, like I say, it's like a cartoon character. It's like a, it's like a, a Simpsons character. Like they yeah. just reset to like yeah. who they were at Before. the beginning of the next episode. Like it just yeah. doesn't. And like it's literally been reset this season because like he spent a lot of the season single after him and Ling broke up, and I don't think Richard is good single. But I also really hate seeing the burden of him growing as a person being put on a woman's shoulders. So it's a a constant (laughs) internal struggle I have when I watch him. I'm like, I don't like you out of a relationship, but I don't particularly like you in one either. In Um, one either. (laughs) So I'm like, where does that leave me? But like, they've literally, as you say, press reset. It's like at the end, I I don't like why they've dragged Ling's character into this as well, because she's like, oh, let's just start going out again. And I'm like, really? Like nothing has changed. You've not, neither of you have come far in this season. And I can believe that of Richard, but Ling deserves better for sure. I know. This is the thing. It's like, I, I, and I said this at the end of the episode, like, I feel like the only reason they have done, I think we're kind of skating into Ling's character arc here, but I feel like the only thing, the only reason they've done that is because he doesn't know what to, like, David E. Kelly doesn't know what to do with Ling as a character well, if she's not hooking up with Richard. Let's talk about Ling then. <laughs> I'm sorry, Your Honor. In my culture, infidelity is worse than death. To discover that your spouse was... <laughs> I'm sorry, I know I should be more professional. I just... <laughs> because even though she comes slightly later in the billing, we might as well if we're talking about her, because I, I, I probably feel a bit like... Uh, you do and also what you were saying about Georgia like they haven't done enough with Ling this season they're completely underusing Lucy Liu um and it's annoying because there's things they could have threads they could have pulled on that were interesting in this season so like her and Ali's relationship was super interesting I wanted more of that her friendship with Elaine that got started at the end of season two and has kind of we've seen elements of through this season that was super interesting but they've both kind of been dropped those threads have just been like dangled and and then like "Eh, yeah and then like also like the I mean with the Ali and Ling, like, you definitely feel like since um, their, like, lesbian experiment with each other and then, uh, like, after Billy dies, you feel like Ling is being super, like, lovely and thoughtful and really um, considerate of Ali. Um, and, you know, you, you kind of feel like, there's genuine friendship there, whereas there maybe was a lot of distrust and animosity there before. Um, I feel yeah. like that has definitely grown. So although it hasn't yeah. grown in the way we would have liked to have seen it, because there was definitely seeds of stuff there that could have gone in the you know lesbian bisexual direction, it, it's like okay, but what a direction that, that has. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
um, <laughs> we have we have seen like them cement their friendship, like um, but in a I really wonder how way. much I wonder how much of that is based on the writing and how much of that was actually the actors putting that in. Because if you think about it, a lot of it was non-verbal. And I wonder whether that's Lucy Liu just being astute enough um, to drop ooh, it in. Yeah, maybe. Um, because it wasn't in a lot of the dialogue. A lot of it was like a look here or a touch there. And that doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be in the, yeah. in the script. Yeah, I, I, I actually think... Lucy like, Lewis a, a better. <laughs> Lucy Lewis a better. I believe Lucy Lewis a better actor than David E. Kelly is a screenwriter a lot of the time. Yeah, so I I absolutely. would rather give her the credit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Even if that's not but, true, that's how I want to believe that it happened in my head. But also, there are definitely like we said, there are other, so like you say, the relationship with Elaine. Like we could have seen stuff around them more. Um, that could have been. That would have been so fun because they've both got really mischievous, uh, entrepreneurial yeah. like spirit. There could have been. There's such potential for those to that to lead to some really fun storylines, and it just never happened. Well, because I feel like David E. Kelly always wants to center, obviously Ali, because she's the the lead protagonist. Obviously. Yeah, but he often wants to center Richard and John. He, yeah, he it's prioritize weird. prioritise them and their emotional lives over multiple female characters. Like, it's almost like, well, we've got our female character whose emotional life we care about. We don't need any more. <laughs> Let's concentrate yeah. on John and Richard, which I find yeah. really like, John, okay, that's a fair pick. Richard, no, he's like, he's boring. There is no emotional life. He's, He's got, got no depth whatsoever. And whilst that's great for like jokes and things, Comedy. it's not yeah. interesting as like looking at him as a character, like you're putting way too much focus on him and not enough on other female characters that you have right there who are like ripe for the the picking. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like it, yeah. and, and I just think like, yeah, we could have explored a relationship between Elaine and Ling. We could have explored um, the fact that Ling and Nell appear to have started to drift apart a little yeah. bit. I mean, the fact that, that Nell that? did not... Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. like, what, what, what's going on there? Like, is that just because Ling didn't want to go with her if she wanted to, like... Like, there's so much... There's a lot there, and it's really annoying that the only thing they can think to do at the end of season three is like oh, well let's just throw Ling with Richard again it's like no no <laughs> she deserves I'm not better. looking forward to that In, I'm like, not looking forward to that every way she deserves better yeah like yeah I don't I yeah like even if they don't want to make Ling and Ali like end game the fact that Ling was curious by curious at the very least like have her explore that with another woman like that is interesting mm. why yeah, not why does she have to go back to Richard I just anything but Richard I'm just like I don't uh, yeah I think David E. Kelly is way more interested in Richard than he has any right to be Richard is not <laughs> an interesting character like no. So and also, you... you know, I did not need 
like why forego more interesting storylines for the sake of button tonguing do you know what i mean like what am i missing out on that you thought button tonguing was worth superseding it yeah like that is that was the worst. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm like, absolutely. why are we getting this when we could have so much other stuff? <laughs> you it's know, true. It's true. So, Ugh. talking again of characters that are completely underutilized, Renee. <laughs> I better not be singing backup. Unforgivably underused. <laughs> like, like Georgia is criminally underused. Renee is unforgivably underused like like what has she been given to do this season apart from occasionally show us that she can sing amazingly like well this is it this is what annoys me is that she is not in episodes that she should be in and then she's like kind of wheeled out for every time they want a good singer like on stage that isn't elaine or vonda like yeah just really it feels like using her like in a really kind of uh, I don't know if disrespectful is the right word but it's the only word I can think of right now it just feels like you're disrespectful of Renee (laughs) we do know that Lisa Nicole Carson was sick um and start that started to become apparent in this season as they were filming this season so I think that had an impact but I think you're right I'm like why if she's sick, give her the time off and write her Ooh. out f- temporarily. Don't just coast that character, like put her on pause, but wheel her out if you need her for something that no one else can mm. do. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like either respect the fact that she needs to get better and support her through that, or, well, there isn't an or, do that is what I would say. <laughs> yeah, right but I do. think like it, it, it's not, <laughs> But I think in regards to, like, the show, no matter what is happening in the background as to why she's not in this season as much, I think it's dis- uh, there's something disrespectful towards a character yeah. and towards an audience to, like, just not have a character that you around. would definitely expect to be there just suddenly not around like yeah especially at events like billy's funeral like yeah Renee well, absolutely think... would have been there like you yeah. need to give a fucking explanation like, yeah that's what i mean uh, i'm like <laughs> if the actor has issues um and can't physically perform that job because they're not well don't you know just do the audience a disservice by not acknowledging that that character's not there, but then force that actor to come back because you're like, well, we need someone to sing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like either you need to give them the space to get better or you don't. It sounds like you probably did with Lisa. So therefore, write a decent reason why reason. Renee is out of the picture temporarily. Do you know what I mean? And like, leave that like open for her to... to be able to come back when she's better. Like, and all it would take is, like, one line to be like, oh, she's had to move back to, um, I don't know, <laughs> Colorado to look after her, her mother or her grandmother. They're ill yeah. at the moment. Like, something like that, where it's like she's had to leave Boston for a bit, um, a family emergency. She's yeah. got to help take care of someone. 
and that, that would, would be, be fine. A perfect because reason that's... as to why she could not be at these huge events that she otherwise absolutely definitely would be it's at. Just, as you say, it's doing the audience a disservice and it's doing the actor a disservice because you're not officially like giving them leave to get better they're still on call for needing to you know if you need to be in then you need to be in um but as you say that meant that we got this weird absence. like absence unexplained and then she was suddenly singing on a stage and i'm like that can't be healthy for her the actress but i think it's also disrespectful to the character and the and the actor yeah. in terms of like we don't need to explain why you're not here because yeah. no one's going to nobody give a cares fuck. but no i one cares. cares i care a I, lot I, yeah <laughs> I, i'm just i think that there is just something inherently like callous about yeah. like not explaining absences that need explaining because there is no good reason like why if renee was there that she wouldn't be at billy's funeral like yeah if you know what I mean like I just yeah. don't uh, you uh, you owe the audience and you owe your actor the respect of just being like yeah yeah we're gonna explain it in the show because otherwise yeah. people will wonder where you are like yeah because they like you as and a it, character it gives you I was gonna say it gives you as an actor like reassurance that you know a part You're that not you have spent disposable. two years putting your uh effort and uh heart and soul into is also something that the show cares about like the show cares about that character and wants to see that character do well and yeah, you know maybe they have to temporarily write you out but it's open and it's explained to the audience so that when you are better and you can come back to the show you can come back and we will write you, you will. back in yeah. nicely um and that and i it think will be easy. is easy yeah yeah um, rather than, as you say, this like, oh, well, you better yet. Do you know what I mean? I'll get on the stage. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it. Yeah. like I say, I don't, I, it's icky. <laughs> yeah. And it was, and it's a shame as well, because there was such promise when her and Whipper struck out on their own and started their own yeah. film at the beginning of the season. And it then when like, Georgia, oh, and then when Georgia joined them, it was like, oh yeah, three of my favorite characters in one place. Where is this going to go? And then we just didn't get anything from that at all. And all three of those characters got, like wiped out like fade fade to black yeah I just feel like there is so much like story and activity and like fun and games we could get from these like girl bosses doing it for themselves like you know doing the 90s lawyer thing all by themselves like there was and even if even if Lisa Nicole Carson was sick you could still do, you know, you could still write her out in a respectful way while she got yes. better and have Georgia and Whipper carry those. They're more than capable, yeah. those actresses, of carrying some fun storylines over at that firm. Um, Absolutely. It just and it's happen. just like, doesn't. It's just, yeah, it's it was disappointing because I, I remember when that element was brought onto the show at the beginning of the season, we were both like, oh, this is going to be fun. And then immediately they like ruined it with terrible, like 
hiring. Just like those like model, like yeah, horrible hiring practices that they thought were like 90s like equality. <laughs> yeah. Would just never get past awful. any HR department. Um, but yeah, Today, and again, yeah, exactly. you know, I know Courtney Thorne Smith was going to leave. Uh, Whipper, uh, we'll talk about this in a, in a minute. She ended up leaving this season. Um, so maybe, you know, that they knew Courtney was leaving. Diane Cannon didn't, you know, left, and uh, and Lisa was sick. So maybe they were like, well, even if we wanted to, we can't do anything with no one there. Maybe that was it. I yeah. Don't know. But I just think Courtney Maybe. certainly was signed for that season or a, a part, a portion of that season. I just think, I don't know. I, I think they probably had difficult, they, they had difficult staffing issues um, in terms of casting with those three ladies, as in they all had, they were all about to leave or had issues that meant they couldn't film probably as much as they'd wanted to. Um, but they, I don't think the screenwriting handled that situation well at all. Well, they just were like, well, no. like, if we ignore it, then, then no one will care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, yeah exactly. No well, one, we do no care. One we did notice. Just don't address it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Elaine. Maybe I should do a number. No. Baby stuff. <laughs> well she didn't she didn't have much to do did she until she found that no. baby at christmas and almost became a mum yes. weirdly yeah <laughs> and then and then she had that episode where she was made to feel like uh, a slut by that douchebag who thought she was like a sure thing on that date yes and then she was uh robbed in a tina turner dance competition robbed i say <laughs> um and then obviously she had a big role to play um in the final kind of storyline of this season, um, used by Nell in Nell's big file stealing ex- escapade. Um, yes. So I fiasco. just I think yeah, fiasco. I think Elaine um, had more to do. Probably wasn't as underutilized as some of the other people um, in yes. this season. But um, she seemed to have like little showcase episodes dotted here and there rather than being part of the main Mm. uh, storylines all the way through um which i think is probably a bit frustrating even though you are a supporting cast member so you can't expect to necessarily have like the main storylines but i do feel like um she (sighs) the little that they gave her it was a lot more than a lot of the other supporting cast members that we've already spoken yeah. about. But she, Jane Krakowski's just such a brilliant actress that she she knocks out made those episodes. Yeah, she she made those episodes like the, the the episode where she found a baby at Christmas. Like on paper, I was reading the synopsis and I was like, "Well, this is fucking ridiculous." But then I was like crying at the end of it because of Jane. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Brilliant. So it's a really good episode. So I think it's it's she does so much with so little (laughs) i think she's so good yeah and and she's always feels very present even when the the even when the episode isn't focused on her or a storyline involving her she often feels very present in every episode whereas georgia and renee and you know the um who else was i thinking georgia and renee and sometimes Ling as well don't feel as like present in the world. 
Yeah. Um, whereas Elaine does feel very present in the world, even if she's not the focus of that episode. Yeah. So, yeah, Elaine, wonderful. And I'm I'm glad that she didn't end up leaving with Nell. I'm glad she stayed at, she stayed at Cajun Fish. Um, I yes. wish Ali would pay more attention to how Elaine is feeling, but, you know, you can't have everything. <laughs> yeah, and you'd think that after, you know, she was nearly tempted away by this promotion and, like, job, new job title and pay rise, that Ali would be like, hmm, maybe that is something I should offer to Elaine anyway. Like, maybe that is something right? we can look into doing. Rather With a Richard than just or John. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like... like Clearly, like, Nell was serious about taking her on in that way, even yeah. though, you know, had she had an agenda with that too, obviously. But the the very, it, it's very much heavily implied that she wasn't going to just drop Elaine once, no. you know, she, she got the passwords or whatever. Like, she was intending to fulfil that promise. So, and I don't think Nell would have done that if she didn't think that Elaine was capable of doing that stuff. So it's like someone has already spotted talent (laughs) that is being untapped in your office and nearly stole them away. And it doesn't occur to you to maybe offer the similar, similar opportunities to her afterwards. When you yeah. narrowly, nearly lost her, like, to yeah. a new firm, like... <laughs> I think they take advantage of the fact that she's loyal, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't deserve to be rewarded and compensated, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, she decided to come back, so we haven't got her offer or So anything, she must be happy you know? where she is. We don't yeah. need to do anything more. <laughs> Ugh, so bad. Um, talking of Nell... Next day, you go back to being what you really are, and it's devastating. Um, well, 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 Nell. <laughs> um, what a season <laughs> for this character. I mean, talk about taking a perfectly good character and just blowing them up. I mean... <laughs> Wrecking it. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've she... ever seen anything quite like this. Like, she basically completely changed personality due yeah, to the writing. Yeah, just a complete left turn complete left turn like decided to start talking about little people and freaks when she'd previously a been interested in dating john which those terms (laughs) have been leveled i don't agree with it but those are terms that people have used to him before um so you know like if she really did i mean i guess because he owns a law firm he's not what she would define as little people but do you know what i mean like same same if she truly felt this way, I feel like that isn't the Nell we we would have seen at the, in season two. No. I no. think she would have been a lot I more snippy. I feel like she was a, a far warmer character in season two. And I don't, I don't know whether they're trying to make out like that was an act or uh, it's just really you can't fucking act weird. For a whole it's year. just like... Yeah, I just, she just, but now, like in season three, you're like, does Nell have any redeeming features? I'm not sure that she does anymore. Like, she's just become completely, they've made her completely unsympathetic now. 
um, which yeah. is irritating for so many reasons. And we went into them, I think, in the last few episodes of the season. Yeah. Where it's like, the issue that I have with it is that she has legitimate grievances with John and with Cajun Fish and the way that whole breakup was handled. There was bad yeah. things happened on both sides. Um, but the, the sides that the accountability that John probably needs to take for his part in that is being brushed over because Nell has been made into this complete villain. Yeah. And therefore John won't, won't learn from any of that. He'll be vindicated that he was on the yeah. right side of history the whole time. Because he's innocent by comparison is kind of like, what you feel the show is trying to, I don't know, push, like, as a narrative. I just, it, it's very, yeah, like we said, a complete character assassination. And I'm not happy There's about just, it. She's gone from being, like, I mean, I think she was one of our favourite characters last season. Yeah. And she, this last season, season it's she just... won, last season, she won the verdict of the week leaderboard. She was like well, the most go. not no, most not guilty. There um, you go. And I just think it's amazing that we've had such an about turn, essentially. <laughs> um, yeah. Sad. No one feels really, good about now now. <laughs> but just really sad because uh, I think if we probably move on to John now. Okay, that's not the answer I was looking for. Because I think John's arc with Nell this season, he didn't handle that breakup with Nell well at all. Like, I'm not saying they shouldn't have broken up. I'm glad they did. They clearly had issues. What, right um, for each but other. He, but he wasn't great in that relationship to her. No. Um, well, even I before think she started talking about little people and how she's so much yeah. better than everyone else, he wasn't great. And he also, when they... Yes, she dumped him in a shitty way, but... People are stupid sometimes, and that's 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 like the thing that he seems to have fixated on. Like whenever he's mm. called out about his behaviour towards her, he's like, "You dumped me in an elevator," and I'm like, "Well, that's the least of the things that I'm an, that Nell's like. That's the least despicable thing that Nell has done. Like the reason you should be yeah. mad at her is because she treats people that she sees as." less than her like shit like that's the reason to be mad at her not the fact that you yes. got dumped in an elevator and yeah she yeah. probably should have done that a different way but also he has completely failed to navigate that breakup and his feelings around that breakup as her boss professionally and that is a massive problem yeah well he was never the fact is is that he was never emotionally equipped to have a relationship with someone who he was the boss of. He was not no. mature enough in any and way he shouldn't have done it. to handle that in a in a in a in a healthy and respectful way. Like and that's during on him. the relationship and after the relationship. And it's that's just on like, him. Like yeah, that's, that he is, needs to absolutely. take responsibility for that poor decision making. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's interesting that you know, two people who before they got into a relationship with each other were both very likeable characters have come out the other side of this relationship and neither come out particularly better off. Like, both of them are 
quite unlikable now. Like I think yeah. John has is nowhere near as likable as he used to be. Um, he definitely still has his like lovely moments. Like I really love the 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 moment where he sings to Ali on her birthday. Yes, like I think that, that is nice. super like old school cute John moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than those kind of little like. Yeah, those little moments. Other than that, he's become quite... I mean, he talks about it himself, like, being, like... Uh, what does he call himself? Like a, like a grumpy toad or something? He, he, he's a curmudgeonly toad or something. Curmudgeonly yeah. toad, that's it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you are, like, really hard work to kind of be around at the moment because you are so bitter about mm. the manner in which Nell deigned to break up with you. It's just that you are so consumed by that humiliation that you and are completely missing the bigger picture. Yeah, and it's also, it's interesting that in therapy, like, the therapist doesn't seem to be helping him, like, move past that. <laughs> like... <laughs> at all he's just like you know he's just it's just i i just think he is the boss he holds the power however nell broke up with him he needed to take the moral high ground and be like suck it up because yeah what happened happened and she now you know she did have um uh, she doesn't anymore because of what she ended up doing but um she did have a very legitimate case against creating a hostile work environment towards her because he was terrible towards her just constantly sniping and that is and it's like appalling behavior so kind of short-sighted that you couldn't have foreseen this potentially happening like yeah you would break up and it might be difficult to work alongside like like i say he was just never emotionally mature enough to handle this kind of like no. juggling of personal and professional relationship like he just was never equipped to do it in the first place so Mm-mm. you know and and that just speaks the fact that he went ahead with it anyway just speaks to you know despite all his therapy he actually doesn't have a lot of self-awareness <laughs> like... no <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see where john goes next season because um and nell actually because um, Nell's been left kind of basically lonely with a bottle of wine in debt and um, dishevelled hair <laughs> uh, and, and John and John just seems really unhappy as well so it's like how are they going to move forward past this and I'm, I, I actually can't remember at all what happens to Nell now that she's left the firm um, well, well she's come back to the firm Oh, yes, you're right. She did come back right at the end. Yeah. But I'm like, how is that going to work? Like, are they just going to pretend that, like, Didn't none of this happened? Like, does I, she, I, she no longer owe weird. the money because she's come back? And uh, I think assuming... they probably write that off. Yeah. Yeah, because she will have brought the clients yeah. back with her. Yeah. Because yeah. um, um, that's what the judge, the arbiter said in that case was like, I can't force Nell to come back and work for you, which it's one way to remedy this and I can't also force the clients to come back but actually now choosing to do that of her own volition it solves that problem, solve so, the problem. Yeah. yeah 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 so, so I guess she's not in debt um anymore no but but it does appear to have been like a real but she's got kind no of... friends yeah <laughs> like every, well, nobody's happier really with her shot herself in the foot and kind of revealed just a complete 
<laughs> but it's just, it's weird to me because like... Just how low she was willing to go. To go, but then turn around and be like, oh, I do like working here really. And I'm like, why? Why do you yeah. like working here? There is actually no good reason for you for you to be enjoying working here because <laughs> no one fucking likes you. <laughs> I know, and it did feel... Other than Ling. <sighs> and Ling's a bit cool with you at the moment because you didn't let her in on your plan the as it was story. unfolding. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I do and I just feel like that night at the bar when she got absolutely smashed and asked to come back. Like yes, Richard was very keen to be like, Hooray, happy families again, of course you can come back. But she then went and threw up in the bathroom and John was like, You've got vomit on your nose. Do you know what I mean? It just is like this isn't yeah. nice. This isn't no. a nice environment to be in. Like, why did you so but, desperate to come back? But then it's that thing. I think it's that thing that Ali McBeal, the show, does, or, or David E. Kelly likes to do, where it's like, no, I'm, I, I'm not going to show you that this is a nice work environment. I'm going to tell you it's a nice work environment and you're just gonna believe it because I tell you like forget what you see forget what you hear I'm telling you that this is a nice work environment when everyone's like yeah. cool and fun and you know well this is the thing I've just got a feeling I've got a feeling the beginning of season four it's gonna be like you say like reset like nothing ever happened at the end of last season and no one will ever refer yeah. to it again exactly maybe yeah I just I I feel like Nell is in a really like maybe at her rock bottom here like she's never looked so undone as she she has literally and figuratively yeah she's very she is not herself no so um the only other cast member that had star billing was Billy I'm not going to die. Obviously, that isn't the case next season because he left. Um, but, I mean... R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Billy Allen Thomas. Um, I mean, obviously, the new Billy took up most of the first half of the season as an ongoing storyline. Yes. Like, the breaking up with Georgia and, like, the fallout from that. Um, and then we had a bit of him, like you know, dating Farrah Fawcett and, like, the Billy girls and then dating Sandy and then dying. Yeah. Like, it was a, a roller coaster of a ride for old Gil Bellows. Yeah. But I feel like he went out with a bang. And we never, <laughs> and we never saw Sandy again after he died. It was just like, yeah, I don't yeah, work here anymore. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah, she's, she's disappeared, uh, which I think is yeah. a shame. Like, she could have been yeah. redeployed to a different lawyer. She could have um, been. But this is the thing, this is what is annoying to me, is I feel like there's a few female characters in this where I just feel like they're seen, uh, uh, the way they're used makes me feel like David E. Kelly doesn't know what to do with them unless they're connected to a man. Like, like they're the girlfriend of a male character. I don't know what to do with you otherwise. We'll come to that in a second, (laughs) but yes, I agree. Um, But yeah, I think this was a good... Because it's a male character, he got a good (laughs) send-off. A male character connected to Ali, he got a good good send-off. Do you know what I mean? Like, he had a real... 
doozy of an exit storyline. And I think it was done very well by all concerned. So, yes. Well yes. done. It was. Um, it was done very well, um, considering, you know, we did not have masses of love for Billy as a character. No. Um, the fact that we, you know, it was emotional watching that episode. Like, yes. that is testament to the writing and the performances and yeah like credit where credit's due and I think you know if nothing else you can't take away from Billy that he did actually die eventually after years of us wishing (laughs) he went and did it so thank you to Billy (laughs) thank you for that at least you got there in the end (laughs) and I love like the bit where we keep seeing ghost Billy and at one point like Ali goes you know I can't keep seeing you (laughs) yeah "Yeah, we can't keep having you pop up like this like you need to fuck off already (laughs) I know yeah we need to Gil Gil's got other things to move on to yeah (laughs) bless him um there is obviously another person in the titles lineup um that somehow the best agent in Hollywood, uh, Vonda Shepherd. <laughs> I mean, but this is, but <laughs> she's also, she's not even like right at the end before the and Peter McNichol. She's like slap bang in the middle, like, you know. So well done to Vonda's agent again. You've managed to keep that up. Um, but this is always our excuse to talk about the music from the show so i think this season they um got loads more actual artist bookings so we had yeah um al green again we had tina turner we had gloria gaynor we had macy gray Mm -hmm. um and right in the final episode of course we had randy newman um doing providing all of the songs for the musical episode but also in the bar at the end um yes i really enjoyed a lot of these and i'm really pleased that the show seemed to pick up momentum with being able to book star acts because they're always fun episodes when you see a star in the bar and you're like ah great star in the bar But I think probably stand out for me were the Tina Turner and Gloria Gaynor episodes for sure because Tina was brilliant, just like just like deadpan in that competition. <laughs> Gloria Gaynor was wonderful. I absolutely love Gloria Gaynor just singing I Will Survive while scrubbing herself in the shower behind Ali. Behind <laughs> Ali, yeah. So Brilliant. fucking great. It's so funny. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. And I grew strong. And I learned how to get And 
like chasing her down the street. <laughs> yes, Gloria it's was just great. So really, really funny. What a good sport Gloria Gaynor must have been. Like, is yes. really, really that that's definitely a highlight in regards to like star performances for me. Yes. What was your favourite song that Vonda did this season? It's that got she covered. To be, um, Swinging on a star. Yes. Um, I do swing on a star. That was around when Billy was being a pig, wasn't it? Yeah. And then Richard Richard being a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Being a fish and being a pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I was saying to you earlier, like, I find it really annoying that I've never been able to find a version, Vonda's version of, of that song because I do really love it. But if you want to swing on a star Carry moonbeams home in a jar And be better off than you are And I think also a standout song for me this season is uh, when Ali did, Ali is like drunk in love with Brian and has an 80s music video moment to um, Vonda singing This Time I Know It's For Real by Donna Summer. I just love the whole (laughs) aesthetic of that. It was so cool. Um, And Vonda's performance as well. some brilliant cast member performances uh this season uh do you have any favorites that you'd want to pick out um my favorites are uh i think my favorite is definitely um renee and john singing uh till there was you and there was turning 30 i think that's my favorite one uh i do like ali you sure you don't want um ali's dad singing real emotional girl right at the end no i (laughs) hard pass thank you don't need to listen to that george ever again she's a real emotional girl where's her heart Sleep. Every little thing you tell her 
Enjoy um, Ali's uh, singing Santa Baby. Santa Baby, just a fun, fun performance. Um, and I also like... Uh, Although it's not sung by the main cast or anything, I really loved the uh, Never Can Say Goodbye, like sing and dance in the courtroom. Yes. Sung by um, Loretta Devine, um, who yes. is one of the original Dream Girls. She was uh, yes. uh, the original Broadway cast. Um, so yeah, that was brilliant as well. And it was a really good like musical <laughs> montage as well. Yeah, I really love it. I think my favourite is Renee and Elaine's duet of The Happening. <laughs> <laughs> Which just that is a full-blown extremely cast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honourable mention as well to Hope singing Hanky Panky. Yeah, I think that's super fun. Um, and you know just funny when John finally at the end is like okay and I guess I'll smack your butt <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no I think that's great I think if we're going um, I also wanted to throw in like a, a wild card because it's not a singing performance but Elaine dancing at the Tina Turner competition <laughs> just like the look like the costume she had the performance was just yeah. brilliant and how she didn't win I will never know <laughs> well apparently because Tina Turner is just that insecure <laughs> apparently yeah apparently um, <laughs> 
members that had star billing in titles. I do think we probably need to spend a couple of minutes talking about Mark. Well, if Heather Locklear can admit she's 40-something you. The new guy on the scene. He's not a main cast member yet. I think that happens in season four, but it would be remiss of us not to mention him, I think. Um, what do you have to say? How's he going for you? <laughs> I mean, he's a bit meh for me at the and moment. That's exactly the word that I wrote down and nothing else. I just Ma- went, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Mark meh. Like, that's his name. Like, he's just odd and just odd and a little bit, like, you're not entirely, like, sure what's going on there with him. Um, And I have a strong feeling that whatever is going on with him, it's it's a load of bullshit. (laughs) I just can't get a handle on him at all like I've got no idea what his motivations are who he really is like what he really wants like I just don't understand any of it and I think that's a pretty (laughs) shit place for an audience member to be in like halfway through introducing him in the season like he got introduced the 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 episode after Billy died so that was episode 19 I thought it was 17 17 you're right 17 so that's like what that's five episodes of Mark and I'm no closer to understanding anything about him yeah yeah, I'm I like, don't... is he into Ali? Is he not? Is he a magic ninja? Is he not? Does he understand who John is? Does he not? Like, what is happening? Does he know the names of the people that pay him? Does he not? Does he want to be friends with these guys and in their gang? Or does he not? Like, I just can't get a vibe on him. So I think we need to has see he been, better. Has he been cheated on by his wife or has he not? Like, like what's going on? I don't there's been like zero decent character development just like weird quirks it's just weird enigmas he's like an an enigma wrapped in a riddle wrapped in a he's just like (laughs) completely weird and who are you Mark explain yourself yeah Um, the riddle that is Mark yeah so I just think uh, they really need to do something better with him next season. Otherwise, I am well, just going to completely check out. stuff about him. Otherwise, we're yeah. just going to be like, who is this guy? What's his deal? Like, he just comes it's in and It's not even off. that funny. Like, do you no. know what I mean? Like, even with Richard, I'm like, I don't understand you, but at least you're funny. Do you know yeah, what I mean? You can be fun, like, when you want to be. Uh, yeah. Mark, you're just odd. <laughs> yeah we need we need more of 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 more from him he needs to pay his way a bit more yeah um he needs to make his mark that's what he needs to do oh oh very good yeah got it yeah good uh yeah those are all the um notable main cast and an extra new cast member i think it would be remiss of us and i think we missed some of these along the way um because it 
there was no real exit for any of them. No. Um, some of them we pointed out, but we didn't. But I think we need to talk about that this season has brought some last appearances for several characters. Um, I think we've pointed out a few of them, but just to, just for completeness sake. Um, Billy, obviously, yeah. you've got a great exit storyline. Well done. Bye-bye. Billy. Um, Georgia... <laughs> Ish. I mean, she officially left as a main character this season, but she yeah. does come yeah, back I a couple more that. times. So she, yeah. this is officially her last season, and then she's just in a couple of odd episodes. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Bad times, I think. Yeah. Hard done by. Yeah. Um, Sandy, we never see again. Just gone. Yeah. We saw her at Billy's funeral, and that was it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, Whipper. Billy's funeral really? was the last episode. And no more, no more whipper. No more, no more whipper. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. I'm not this, happy about it. This show, man, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. I know. Sad times. Um, and then obviously, and we did point this out when we got to it in the show, but Tracy. Left, yeah, yeah, Tracy, we knew, yeah. Which I. I'm sad about because she didn't really get an exit storyline either, but at least, uh, you know, we noticed it when, when her last appearance came out. Um, so, yeah, so that's about everything cast-wise. I think all that remains really for us in this wrap-up is to choose our best and worst episodes of the season. So what do you think was the best episode? Okay, I've got basically... I think I'm, oh, it's It's hard because I think none of them were like absolute 100% perfect episodes. I think I'm going to have to go with Boy Next Door as best episode with Blue Christmas, like a close second. Yeah, I agree. Because I just feel, because the other ones that I considered as the best episode was Car Wash, number one, uh, mm. number two, Buried Pleasures, and number 11, Over the Rainbow. But mm. with those three episodes, the reason I can't say they're the best is because often they ended, like, badly. Like, I feel like Car Wash, it, it ended with Ali just, like, dancing down the street, like, la, 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 after wrecking, like, a woman's wedding and marriage and everything. <laughs> Like thinking she's done like the really great thing, and it's like, no, Ali, you're a fucking monster. (laughs) I don't know why you're so happy with yourself. Um, And number two, obviously, it ended with them being like, let's never explore this side of ourselves again. We need a penis. Like, yeah, I know. And number eleven, obviously, ended with like Georgia being like going to dinner with the people who have been fucking horrendous I know. Oh, yeah. So it's that was really gutting. the landing, did it? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Whereas I feel like Blue Christmas and Boy Next Door do stick the landing. Like, yeah. I feel like, like Blue Christmas has that amazing just, like, cut to black after everyone looks black. like really so devastated good. yeah like after her giving up the the baby was it baby elliot <laughs> elliot was his real name wasn't it yeah or was elliot what she, she called, called him alan him? or something yeah she did it was our dad's name it was weird yeah <laughs> i i funny because i'm i'm i 
obviously I'm pregnant and I'm about to have a boy. Um, and I have been thinking like, who would call a baby Alan? Alan. <laughs> because that's our dad's name. So obviously he was a baby at one point, but I'm like, I can't imagine a baby Alan. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> like a baby jeff like baby jeff or baby brian like what baby gavin these are these are all like middle-aged men names like it's weird (laughs) so um yeah so i feel like blue christmas like it you did stick the landing yeah like boy next door also did as well so I yeah. feel like, but I feel like Boy Next Door was like probably a better episode on the whole when compared to like Blue Christmas. It's what not the highest rated episode on IMDb for nothing for Ali McBeal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I agree. I think if you're looking at it objectively, Boy Next Door is the standout of the season for sure. It's, and it's also mm. the one I was most looking forward to seeing. Not because I was like, hooray, Billy dies, but I just remember it being an <laughs> emotional gut punch. Um, yeah. Also, hooray, Billy died. Um, I, I have to say, I also loved Blue Christmas. That was on my list as well. Um, but I think, um, I do think Hope and Glory was good, which is the penultimate episode, the one where. Nell sets everything in motion and just completely implodes the firm because I think that is like the most interesting storyline apart from Billy dying that we've had all season and it was like there was no case of the week it was just them figuring out their interpersonal dynamics and um, although I hate that Nell became a complete villain as part of this storyline it was at least interesting. It was like, you know, that lag that we had in the middle of the season, which we hated. I just think, you know, the season was like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, is she going to leave? Like, how's she going to do it? Drama. That like emotional (laughs) manipulation that she did on Elaine, as though it was painful to watch. I thought it was really well done. And also watching her really lean into the villain persona when she's like oh I bet you really want to spank me now and all that kind yeah, of thing which is yeah. like really fun to watch yeah but also to see her sad at the end of it because it didn't work out and yeah like, it was a hollow you know, victory yeah it was like yeah you can't do that now <laughs> yeah you can't screw your friends over (laughs) and not expect to be alone at the end of it do you know what I mean so I just thought it was quite good Um, and I do have as I've said a soft spot for prime suspect just the spy bit of it (laughs) nothing to do with the problematic kind of portrayal of the quote-unquote oddballs but the like her going and having a wire on it on her alley that is and and just catching those two killer lesbians at it like (laughs) I just thought that was hilarious. It was I think a complete it was farce. Bonkers. Um, yes. But yeah, I think for me, the the whole oddball stuff like really stuck in my craw. Tuck that. So yeah, yeah, I agree. With them in it really just annoyed me more than anything. Yeah. I just wanted to mention the spy element because it really did make me it laugh. It was fun. Um, yeah. So, what was the worst episode? Okay, um, I think, can I choose two? (laughs) Yeah, go on then. I'm going to go with Just Friends and the Oddball Parade. Oh, well, I've chosen the Oddball Parade, so you talk about Just Friends. Well, Just Friends, uh... because it just, I just remember my overwhelming memory of, like, 
um, watching that episode and writing notes about that episode and then recording the 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 podcast, I, I was just so fucking angry that I was having <laughs> to rehab like go over this again. And I was like, like we've already discussed this. We've already um nothing new has been through. added. Yeah. yeah. There's like literally nothing in this episode for me to talk about. Like what am I supposed to say other than we've done this before? <laughs> like, and get really annoyed. Like, I was just so like, what the fuck is this? Like, I just yeah. don't understand what what you were thinking, David E. Kelly. Like, I, I, and it's and like I say, it's the fact that they did it. They rehashed an, a storyline they've already done but with no acknowledgement that they've already explored this area yeah. um, and this part of their relationship, like no acknowledgement mm-hmm. of that. And it just was extremely frustrating um, to I agree. talk about. Yeah. And I think the oddball parade, I've picked that, which I know that's your second pick. Um, for me, I hated how they portrayed that group of people. Um, and also, yeah. I feel like it's the episode where Nell really does become completely unsympathetic as a character. And it just made me really sad. Like yes. the episode before was where she started talking about people, little people and people who she sees as less than. But here yeah. she was actually, she was really nasty to those people. She was like mean to the secretaries and... I was just like, what the fuck has happened? So that coupled with having to deal with the mess that was how they treated Matthew, the trans woman, and, you know, all those other um, uh, characters that formed part of the oddball, quote unquote, group. I just, it was just horrible. It just felt really uncomfortable to talk about. Um, yeah. And I just don't think it would fly at all today. No, I I really hate I mean like I said I really hated everything to do with you know the the so-called oddball group and I just uh, yeah the fact that they had them in not just one but two episodes was just like why why this is so (laughs) bad this is so fucking terrible and, like, I just, I also, like, honourable mentions in terms of, like, worst episode. I also don't particularly like In Search of Pygmies. Um, oh, no. Did yeah, that like whole that. group of episodes that you we talked yeah. about that just really didn't go well for, and the for anyone. Of, <laughs> and the pursuit of loneliness, which is the, yes. the one where she ends up not going out with a guy because he's bisexual. Um, yes, that was awful as well. That was a really like awful I hated episode that. too. I hated that. I really, yes, agree. Really, yeah. There was just this whole clusterfuck of episodes that was just real bummers because they were not good. Um, either like they were either super problematic or really lazy writing or really just not interesting storylines. And it was just yes. like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> no but you know thankfully things started to look up at the end of this yeah, season we, and we crawled I'm really, those episodes I still think dying. I still I have hope for season four because you know obviously it's the Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Jr. season 
this is so the exciting thing super exciting yeah um and i know it's a lot of people's favorite season for that reason um i can't remember a lot of it at all no. so i'm really looking forward to rediscovering it and i'm hoping we don't get a weird cluster of shit episodes, shit episodes again. yeah because that was grueling i mean i think the only thing that was keeping me going was that you're gonna see billy die you're gonna see billy die Just i know <laughs> It will be worth it. It will be worth it. <laughs> and it was. Oh, Billy's, Billy's death was the light at the end of our tunnel. Really I swear. <laughs> but I think it goes to show, and I think it would be, you know, uh, the, uh, shows that you love, especially shows that were made, you know, 20 years ago, they're not always good. Like, no, no. Show, I don't think, I don't think I know of any show that has like a hundred percent hit rate episode to episode. Like there's always there's very few, there's very few TV very shows few that shows. Are, are always consistently excellent. Like that is, no. that, that is rare. Um, and I think, and I, but what I wanted to say was, even if that's the case, it doesn't mean that you can't be fond of the show as an entirety do you know what I yes, mean like just, yeah but but you like you can criticize a show and be critical of a show but yes. still think you know on the whole I've enjoyed being experiencing yeah. it do you know what I mean yeah I think that's that's I think why I like doing this show I think it's as we've said before I think it would be quite boring to do a podcast on a show that we just love all Adored. of it from start yeah. to finish because literally all talk you'd about. be doing is just being like <laughs> Oh, isn't it great when the la la happens? And isn't it great when the la la happens? And isn't it great? Like, you just wouldn't... Like, there would be nothing interesting about that podcast. Like... No, no. Um, uh, and, you know, you need the light and shade. You need you the do. light and shade in a show as well as a podcast. So exactly. that's why I think this is a good show for a rewatch podcast. Yeah, You so get the ups and downs. So, Eleanor. Yes. We can't finish this. Uh, wrap up without addressing one final piece of business which I think might have its own jingle that I spent hours working on Did last you? year so we you got that maybe saved? need to I don't. drop it of course I've got it saved it's my life's work Hit it. that's what I'm talking about wait okay now from the beginning Yep, it's that time. The moment you've been waiting for. Yes, it's everyone's favourite segment. The verdict of the week. Leaderboard! So yes, it is time to find out who was at the top and the bottom of the Verdict of the Week leaderboard for season three? I'm literally um, like, I've no idea. I'm just so like, I feel like this might be quite like mind blowing because we didn't do like a halfway check-in yeah. point this season. Well, I was going to say, because this year's been a bit crazy, we didn't do our normal halfway mailbag um, no. episode where we check in on the scoreboard halfway through so let's see it's gonna see, be a complete see if you can surprise. get it so yeah um as you know um just to recap for anyone who's not listened to these episodes wrap up episodes before um 
at the end of every, every um, episode rewatch, um, we score characters either a guilty or a not guilty verdict. And I collect them all up into a nice juicy spreadsheet um, and keep a tally of how people are doing. And if they get a not guilty, they get a point. And if they get a guilty, they get a point taken off. So how those points net out at the end of the season is how I determine who is at the top or the bottom of the leaderboard. So, Eleanor, we usually start at the bottom, don't we? Yes, we do. So who do you think is at the bottom for season three? I what does your gut say? it might be either Nell or John. Interesting. It is. Nell. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. What, a, what fall a fall from Grace. From Grace. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was she won the leaderboard in season two and now she's right at the fucking bottom yeah. on season three. What's her what's her points? She got five guilties and zero not guilties. So wow. she is straight guilty down the middle. Wow. Um, did not do well at all. <laughs> Ooh, oh my god. Um so moving to the next one along, there's two people in the next position up as we go up the ladder. Who do you think is the, the next guilty? John, Billy and John. You're right. How hey! did you do that? <laughs> well done. So they, they both came out at minus three. So okay. John actually got more guilties than Nell. He got six, oh. but he got three not guilties. So that gave him minus three. Okay. Billy got four guilties and a not guilty. So he's he's a minus three too. Okay. So okay. isn't that interesting? Yeah. Billy, of course, was uh, the most guilty in season two and season one. So he managed to, I guess, <laughs> redeem himself a little bit. <laughs> marginal redemption yes and and maybe that was because he wasn't really there for half of the season (laughs) okay so that's uh those guys who do you think is the next one along on the guilty side of the scoreboard uh there's one main character and then there's uh another character and another guest character <laughs> all on minus two would ali be there no oh okay richard yes okay he got two guilties and no not guilties so he's, okay. he's the main character who's the next along we've got another couple of characters that that ended up with minus two one was a, a guest and one was i guess also a guest oh I'm trying to think. I don't know. I think you're going to have to give me this. I don't know. Okay. So Mark got two mm. guilties. Oh, okay. Okay. Were you, were you about to go, who's Mark? <laughs> <laughs> says it all, doesn't it, about meh, Mark? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, he's, he got minus two. And then... George McBeal, Ali's dad, also got minus two from the final episode where we both gave him a a guilty. Okay, okay, cool. Um, So then we have two people um, on the leaderboard with 
at minus one. So still technically guilty. One of them's a main character. One of them is not. One of them, David E. Kelly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well done. Yeah. Um, is the other one Ali? Yes. Okay. So she got three guilties, but two not guilties. Okay. Uh, so okay. She's, she's got minus one. Okay. Okay. So no one was neutral. So no one got a zero. So everyone else from here on out is on the not guilty side of the leaderboard. So let's climb a little higher up that rung. We have two characters, I guess, that are at one on the not guilty side of the leaderboard. They ended up a score of one. They're not main characters. Two characters, I guess. Yes. One is definitely a character. The other, I don't know if you could call them characters. I suppose they're characters. Uh, <laughs> it's you that gave them it, so. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got, and it's not guilty. It's a it's a not guilty. They both got one not guilty each. Yeah, who the fuck did I give not guilty to? That's not really a character. They're more a group of things. A group of things. Well, a group of people, but not really in terms of the way the show. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, yeah, you're gonna... I tell you? Yeah. <laughs> so the easy one or the easier one was Tracy. I gave her a not guilty because okay, yeah. I loved her and I knew it was her final episode. Um, pygmies. The pygmies were not guilty. <laughs> And the reason I'm saying they're sort of people is because, yes, pygmies are people, but not the way the show depicted them. No. Yes. (laughs) Oh, dear. So, yes. I was like, does she mean the Billy girls? And I was like, I can't imagine why I would give them a not guilty. (laughs) I know. Well, no, I didn't. I meant pygmies. They are definitely not guilty. Okay. Um. So who is the next one up? There's one person who has scored two. Elaine? No. Ling? No. Georgia? Absolutely not. Oh, Renee? Yes, Renee has scored two (laughs) not guilties. Uh, So she's she's there. Um, The next one up is Ling. So she actually scored four not guilties, but she got one. She got one guilty. So she ended up with three. Then we have the final two people on the leaderboard. Um, who do you think got four and who do you think got five? Who won and who came second? I think Elaine won and who would have come second? Georgia? You got the right two people, but the wrong way round. Oh, Elaine really? came second with four not guilties and Georgia has won season three with four five not guilty wow which is amazing because elaine was in every single episode this season georgia was only in 15 of them and she got five so for a third of her time she was getting a not guilty that's incredible (laughs) yeah okay yes amazing there you have it georgia won nell very much lost Um, we of course also do um, little honourable guilties and not guilties of the season for those uh, based on the screen time. 
So the, the number of episodes people were in, I work out the percentage of their screen time that they managed to score a guilty or not guilty for. So <laughs> who do you think was guilty based on the amount of time they were on screen and the amount of guilties they got? The most guilty. So these are usually people that aren't in very many episodes. So if they're in one episode and they get a not guilty, they get 100% not guilty and vice versa. Well, now I've just forgotten what we've just said. So <laughs> David David E. Kelly isn't in any episode. So No, so he, get, he gets an exempt from this. Oh, he gets exempted. Okay. Yeah. Who have we said got a guilty? I don't know. Okay, so... George McBeal was in three episodes and he got two guilties. So he is 66% guilty. (laughs) (laughs) And the Pygmies and Tracy uh, a joint honourable not guilty because they were both in one episode this season and they both got one not guilty. So So they are 100% 100 not guilty. guilty. Cool. Well done, everyone. (laughs) That's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> particularly well done to uh georgia and i think the pygmies yeah. <laughs> coming out on top <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah that about wraps it up i think for season three anything else you want to add in other than uh, happy new year to everyone yeah happy new year to everyone um and i'm looking forward to the the next season because it's RDJ. All RDJ. Day. RDJ in the house. 2021. Yes, yes, y'all. And we don't stop. <laughs> um, we will be back before we kick all things season four off um, with a mailbag episode for you. Um, so we'll be answering all of your questions, reading out your reviews. Um, and generally just chit chat um so hopefully you've got your questions in for that um uh if you haven't chop chop (laughs) 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 um but yeah i guess until uh next time bye Bye, i never can say goodbye